All right, welcome to a special episode of Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze. Today we have a guest who has not only been on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season one, but he even became part of the storyline during season two. Last year, we got an exclusive interview with him to give his side of the story after there were some harsh accusations made about him. You can catch up on all that behind the scenes tea, which gives us more insight into the real Heather Gay. Just click on the link in the corner of your screen or click the link in the episode description below. Okay, we are lucky to have him here with us today. Please let me welcome Mr. Marillo. Bueno, how are you? Hi, I'm so good, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. I said this before we were recording, but I'm very excited for our second date. So <laughs> thanks for having me. Of course. So just to familiar familiarize anyone who's watching who may not be caught up to speed, you were seen on the first season of Salt Lake City as Jen Shaw's assistant. However, it turns out you also used to work for Heather at Beauty Lab and for her personally, with her family, last we heard from you a year ago was that you and Heather's relationship was estranged and she had not responded to your efforts of reaching out or trying to reconcile. Is that all correct and accurate, what I just stated? Okay. I just Correct and um, current information. Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask. So how is your relationship with Heather today? A lot has happened in the last year. So please tell us. Yeah. A lot has happened in the last year and nothing has changed. I haven't ran into her, which actually I did run into her, but I it was like I didn't see her. I knew she was on the other side of the wall and we can get into that. But yeah, no changes there. Um, she considered it for a second to forgiving me once Meredith was, which we can also get into that when Meredith and I had a conversation, but, but then she saw the podcast and didn't like the things I said and then she so yeah I have not had any contact with her still wait are you saying that you can confirm that Heather Gay saw our interview I can confirm that she saw something from our interview yes okay because at BravoCon I was at a party an after party and Heather was there and I could have swore for a second she we locked eyes and I felt like because I didn't know if she saw it or not and I just yeah. felt these eyes burning into me and I was like oh my god is Heather gonna then, get yeah. right now? no she definitely did I know Lisa did too because she texted or she dm'd me after it came out and was like I watched part of the interview and then Meredith because of our conversation it made me feel like she did also at least hear about it seen clips I don't I'm not sure the extent of it but yes they were aware so last year you became part of the storyline in season two because Meredith brought up this incident where basically they were alleging that you were stealing you didn't seem to have any issue with Meredith have you spoken to Meredith since and what is your re relationship with her now yeah, I did speak with Meredith. I actually ended up going to her. Um, it was a mental health awareness charity fashion show that she had during season three. That was actually my only time during around during season three. I went there with Jen and Coach, um, got my own ticket. The reasoning for me to go to it was more than just me wanting to have a conversation with her. It was about mental health, and that's something I dealt with 
so strongly because of this show and had to like really face it and work on it and make sure that I didn't break when people weren't giving me a voice except you. So again, I do appreciate you opening up your space for me to tell my story and my side of things. But we were able to have a really deep, good conversation. We went on the corner in this dark room. There was no one around. It was at the end of the event. Cameras found us and came and recorded. I didn't have a mic. She didn't have a mic. Um, but the next day, cameraman pulled me aside and was like, that was the most heartfelt scene I've ever filmed. And I filmed a lot of reality shows and that felt the realest to me. So like that meant a lot because I knew I was being genuine and I shed some tears and she was very um, comforting and was listening to me and made me feel understood. And uh, she actually believed, she said that she believed me when she saw my version of the story. So it was a good conversation and it was good to be there supporting some a cause that's so huge. Um, so I feel good at where I'm at with Meredith and I've seen her many times after that. Um, and yeah, it's been great. No hard feelings. Um, I will say that I do wish she would have publicly apologized or made some sort of statement kind of clearing that up because to this day, Twitter still thinks I stole a purse <laughs> and money from Beauty Lab. <laughs> Well, they need to go back and watch our last interview so that they can understand properly. <laughs> I I agree. It's so good to hear that your relationship with Meredith is seems to be doing much better than last time we spoke. And you mentioned that you went to the event with Jen Shaw and Coach Shaw. So can we hear an update on your relationship with Jen? I know that you were always really tight and just want to know, kind of, have you been keeping in touch? Yeah, um, the Shaws are my family. I'm not going anywhere from their lives. We've been through so much together and I've seen so many fake friends on TV and off screen um, turn her, their backs on her. And I think that's like, that speaks on your character if you're willing to just turn your back on somebody that you said you loved when they were having a great time and you were going to parties and you were just like in the limelight, you know? So I've seen a lot of those bad fruits fall from the tree and I just wanted to stick around Jen and show her like the meaning of true friendship. And I, I proud myself in being a good friend. And so, yeah, I'm in touch with the whole family. I try to support as much as I can. I went to Omar's graduation and I've been trying to go to football games and I've been visiting Jen. So I see her, um, and it's it's heartbreaking, you know, the situation is not the best that we get to be together in, but I'm grateful that I have that time to spend with her and that I am able to make it out there to be with her and we have laughs and we just catch up and we, I just try to be a good energy for her at the moment and just kind of try to get her mind off of the reality that she's going through, but yeah, I'm not going anywhere. And I remind her of that every day. So I know that there's a lot of people that love her and they send support um, through social media. So to those people really appreciate your love and support and know that she is getting those messages to her and to the negative sayers. Just know she's not going to see any of the hate that you put on her social media. I'm definitely blocking you. So like, you're just making me have more work to do. She's not going to see it. So if that's your intent, just save me some time please <laughs> so are you running her social media yeah 
Yeah, she's now in prison with the phone. So people stop that narrative. It's insane. I've already said it on post that it's not her. So the other question, my last question about Jen Shaw, do we did she, did she meet Elizabeth Holmes? What's no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they are in the same place. I saw her and her family and kids. Um, but yeah, they are not in the same unit. So there's not much interaction there unless they're, you know, with every single inmate. But yeah, there's not too much of a thing there. But yeah, I've seen her. <laughs> wow. She's in there, yes. So what are your thoughts on the season four premiere of Salt Lake City? Oh my gosh. Um, it was really hard to watch, to be honest, for many reasons. No. Not having Jen there reminds me of everything and it's just kind of sad but then just the things that is happening it's just like really crazy to me that they're allowing them to talk so much about Jen when she's not there to defend her there's nowhere one there to defend her because these are all fake friends um and they're just using her name and regardless of what anyone says like they're using her name for to grab people's attention and it's not like they're providing anything new. There's no update from them, at least, you know? And then lots of made up things. And I feel like everyone's acting a little crazy. It seems like everyone's off the hinge. I know that if Jen heard some of the things that are being said, she would be really hurt, you know? Is she able to watch it? No. Oh, that's a bummer. And she would have no interest in it, to be honest. I don't feel like it would be good for her. No, I don't think it would be good for her either. I hope she's, you know, taking care of her mental health. She yeah. is. Yeah. I have a question going back to the black eye. Who do you think gave Heather Gay the black eye? Because I don't think it was Jen. I don't, I obviously don't think it was Jen and I don't think it was anyone. I totally believe that she hit her face somewhere. That can't, do you remember how they like that night prior to it and they were like by the pool everywhere. There was cameras everywhere and not production cameras. There were just like surveillance cameras everywhere. How is somebody going to walk into a room that they've showed many footage of people in and out and not show the that person walking in again. I heard they did not eat at that dinner, that Maryland dinner. They just drank because that's production's favorite meal to give them is alcohol. Um, so, and they shut down, like they wouldn't let servers in with the food. They just had a charcuterie board. So it's like, I, you know, so I totally can see how they're doing that 100%. Yeah, so that's I, the sick thing to me is that she allowed it to go on because it gave her more attention and then she will say, it's in the book. I, I I never read that shit, but I'm pretty sure it's not in that book because, it, it, you know, like there was an investigation afterwards with everyone. So I don't know. It's it's a weird storyline that she held on to. Obviously, it's not Jen. Why would she call Jen in there? Yeah. To tell her. I feel I like it's, there would be footage. There would be footage. There, yeah, and I heard production was trying to, like, manipulate her into believing that somebody really did, and they would tell her that they had had it all on camera, and she had to come clean about it, like, almost pressuring her to make something up. So, I mean, I don't trust anyone in that world of production, that's for sure. I think they all have a goal and a job, 
and then they're going to manipulate you in order to get your trust so it's like you they're the angel and the devil on your shoulder you know what do you think about mary cosby returning i think she's very opinionated for somebody that apparently forgot that she has a sketchy church you know what i mean like did it are we all forgetting that because the show is going downhill and so we need to like i think they needed to bring mary back because you know it's just psycho <laughs> and so i think that's good for viewers um but like i don't i don't like that she keeps bringing jen up i feel like she was coached by production to come and ask every single person about it because it's like why you she's not even giving anything she's just asking you know it's just like so clearly somebody was like you need to go in and ask meredith you need to go in and ask everyone about how they feel and just like get that out of them so what uh, about um we have a new housewife who allegedly mm. is a witness against jen shaw um and i think last year we heard someone talking about knowing an informant and people are saying that monica may be the informant but then also she said that she was a witness i don't really know like i haven't been digging up anything i've just i was wondering if you had yeah. any thoughts on the new housewife or any yeah. behind the scenes tea i do fun fact actually the very first time was it I think the first time we hung out was the day that we went into Meredith's store and she said I stole the purse. So she was in there with us. Monica came, it's like kind of confusing to me because it was like her husband was like the Shaws needed to hire a handyman. So they went on like thumbtack. Mm -hmm. Thumbtack, yeah, and hired somebody to come hang up some shelves, and she came with the husband. So the husband got hired to put up shelves, came with him. Um, she was never an assistant. Like she goes on and says, Jen fired her assistant, so I helped. I was never fired from Jen, or yeah, from being Jen's assistant. You? Yeah, I mean, I'm the only assistant, really. Like everyone else is kind of made up by Bravo. Um, she would be around and help because then she got close to and so you know and like that one is a, I don't know what the plan was there like to be honest and I'm not trying to bash I'm just going to state facts that happened that I'm aware of one she would bring her kids Jen would throw this whole Halloween like little dinner with treats and like a Halloween night and like she would bring her kids and like her oldest daughter is a Utah fan so coach would like sign stuff for her and like send it off and anyways like treating those kids like part of their family you know and like taking them in and creating these experiences for them they were not taken care of properly and that's where I'll stop because I'm not trying to say that no one's a bad mom because that's what Heather understood from my our last interview where I was really just saying that if I'm a thief then she's a bad mom for putting me in her house not necessarily that she's a bad mom but um and then like one time we were driving up to like Main Street Park City and Monica calls Jen and she's just like crying and bawling. And we knew that she had like marriage problems. And, and so we're like, what is happening? What is going on? And she's like, 
my car is about to get impounded because I didn't have money to make payments. And is, is there any way you can help me? I can work it off for you. Jen was like, that's what it's about. Yes, I will help you pay for that. You know, so it's like, she's been there and she's been a great friend. And then she comes in and says all these crazy things about Jen do, asking if she wants to make 600000 a year. And I don't know about all the witness thing. Like Jen didn't go to trial. So technically there was no witness on those stand, you know, so I don't know what she's talking about necessarily, but I mean, she was the one that, that was the only one that had access to that camera where the whole thing with Jen yelling about the dress. Monica was the one that set up those cameras and she had the password. So it's like, you're, infiltrating yourself putting yourself in a crazy place i don't know where necessarily you came from and now you're like all of a sudden i mean i'm sorry but i come from a place where housewives are rich i don't know where when we got interested in the actual housewives <laughs> but like if you can't make a payment for your car that and it's gonna get repoed and like you go on TV and you say that you had to go and buy a, a Louis Vuitton bag so you can fit in around them. Like, that's weird to me. Like, go be on Real World or, I don't know, Bad Girls Club. It, it just like, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. So it's like, is your story going to be Jen and the like made up relationship you had with her? And not to mention all of these, like, I think it's hilarious that they all use Jen's former glam people. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. They are upset. Glam was always really good. And it's everyone had their, it's Monica, Angie Kay. um, And then, oh my gosh. And then I'm like harassed by Heather's glam. So please don't harass me. Like, it's kind of crazy and kind of scary to be honest, but. What do you mean they're harassing you? So cast shoot for season three, I went with Jen um, and Glam and uh, Heather's hair person comes out of nowhere. Right in front of me. Can I flip off the camera here? Yeah. Are you gonna blur it? <laughs> so yeah. she like literally like extends her finger and goes, cue. And then I like look up and everyone is like looking. I'm like literally unpacking a bag and she's like, fuck you. I don't fuck with you. And I don't like you. And this and that production came and was like, are you okay? I'm going to like help you get out of here. And like, it was just like, and this person, I, again, this is originally somebody that was doing Jen's hair. And then I don't know what, did necessarily he shook some things up and told people things but no one cared to ask truths and lies so they just ran with it they formed this little posse and whatever I don't care but like anytime she has the opportunity one time she called me from a random number calling me a bitch like straight up harassment you know Wait, so it's, Heather's current glam who used to be Jen Shaw's glam yeah for harassing her you? yeah oh and like so then Again, everyone's there. Everyone saw it. This was after me and Meredith had talked. So like Meredith come and says hi to me. So I guess Jen and Meredith told Heather what happened and she was mortified, but I kind of really doubt that she was actually mortified. I feel like she tells them to do it. Salt Lake is so small and everyone knows each other. 
and it's like good for you go do your thing but like you can go on all of these housewife photos like of their parties in salt lake and you can like find waldo and there's a couple of them and they're in, gonna be in every party every housewife they're like supporting and it's like you understand that that's not gonna work for a minute it's probably not gonna work very shortly you know like it's just like i don't know people there's are showing up thirst. these events to be on the show to be around saying? them and be friends with them and like every new person they like and i don't know i could name names but i'm not going to that do that because it's like even on grinder i get messages from these guys and they're like attacking me and i'm like okay <laughs> how do i make you disappear where do i swipe i can't swipe i just gotta block you but yeah lots That's of actually interesting because i so i put out a tweet saying i have a special guest who may or may not be able to answer some questions about salt lake city and they so they don't know who it is and they thought i was mm -hmm. interviewing a housewife one of them this is from tv and judgment said how has life changed since becoming a housewife is being a housewife worth the toll it can take i.e losing jobs relationships and being able to casually run around town i always wondered about this for the housewives that weren't celebs already it sounds like you're even being impacted by the show in your personal life you're saying oh, yeah. under, people are massively trying to contact you so how do you navigate that how do you know who's genuine um I'm very skeptical and I've always been even of people like coming to Jen and I feel like because they were coming to her I was able to stay on the outside and kind of like see everything more clearly um so I've always been skeptical and I just I don't know anytime that somebody is like housewives when like meeting me I kind of like it builds a little wall because I'm like I don't know who you are I don't know if you are in touch with some sort of media they'll ask about Jen and like if I'm not aware of what I'm saying like I don't want to ever say something that they can twist and then go run just whoever you know like I'm learning that anything you say is it and you can try to backpedal, but not many people are going to see that. Well, I find it interesting because you were friends with Jen and Heather before the show started. So you can kind of see, obviously, you're still in contact with Jen and you're not no longer friends with Heather, but you can see from the outside, like, has her life, it seems like her life has changed a lot since the show. Yeah. I imagine... I'm assuming that she's changed a lot from the show. Like she bought a brand new house. That's what, like 7,000 square feet or something. She used yeah. to, when she started, she was in like a townhouse or something, right? Like, what are your thoughts on seeing that from an outsider who used to be close with this person? Yeah. Um, good for her and her kids, you know, on getting that. What I know is that she went into debt to become a housewife in the first place. She couldn't afford that Range Rover. You know, she was hiding the price from her ex-husband because who's paying for it? But anyways, so I don't know if her finances are really that great or if she got a little bit more money and was able to get a big house like that for the image she's trying to portray of a rich housewife. Or maybe they're doing great. I literally have no contact with them. And it's kind of like recently I started thinking it's like it's bigger than Heather. 
I like these were all people I, I was friends with for a long time and like we were hanging out on the weekends and talking outside of work and had those bonds very disappointed and kind of disgusted at how her business partner Dre went about everything and like it's like this is also your business that I'm being accused of stealing from so I truly hope that none of their kids ever have to deal with somebody accusing them of something so dark and deep and not and knowing the truth it's not that they it was like Meredith where she's like once I heard your story it made sense no this was a fabricated thing that Heather came up with and ran with it and every single person at Beauty Lab was okay with it so shame on them it's sick to me you know like you have kids I'm somebody's kid I found it very strange when you told the story of how your working relationship evolved from working at Beauty Lab to then having to quit or resign, but then going into working directly for Heather in her home with her children. And then later on during, I think, I don't know if it was a reunion or something or Watch Weapons Live, but she said something along the lines of that person is not allowed around me which from a viewer standpoint, I'm like, does she have an order of protection? Is this like a restraining order type of situation? But turns out she's just saying these things. And to me, that's defamatory towards you. And yeah. I just don't like that. Like what I'm seeing from Heather ever since hearing your side of things, I look at Heather in a completely different way. And then seeing her on um, the Ultimate Girls Trip, I'm shocked that she has fans. Like, honestly, I am shocked. Yeah, I think that Heather's masks fall a little bit and then she like picks it back up. And I think people get lost in the movement of the hand putting it back on. <laughs> so, cause I don't know, I, it like mind boggles me just how she has these fans. And I see these fans when I'm like on Twitter, which I had to delete it for a second. Cause I'm like, it's dangerous. I get on these petty levels and I'm like, oh, oh you want to fight about it? But like anything I say again, I'm a thief, like, I've know? made mistakes on my own too on Twitter. And my, I don't have the same reach as any of these housewives, obviously. Right. I had to issue a public apology to Michael Rappaport because he like wrote something like kind of mean to me. And I was just like, ah! so I like reposted it. But then my audience, is so diehard that they spent like 24 Attack. hours attacking. And that was my first lesson ever of like, oh my God, be careful with the power that you hold on right. reaching all these people because it can incite other things. And like, that was a lesson I had to learn after I started, you know, doing all this. And so I'm more careful now, but I find it interesting in the reality world that I don't see any of that support for reality stars to understand how to use social media. Like, for example, there was a housewife who said something really messed up that was like racially driven, but she speaks a different language. So she was in her head. She's like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. But like training, I feel like should be in place for these people. So right now there's this whole reality reckoning. You know, we have the writer strike going on. Bethany Frankel is trying to lead up this reality TV, re, um, not reunion, union, which I totally agree with. I think that there should be some kind of un unionization for reality stars. 
I'm just wondering, like, what are your thoughts on the reality reckoning? Because you're now, you've experienced it in a way where like you were on the show, not full time as like a main character, but you've been in it, you've seen it and you've experienced some of like the backlash too. So from your standpoint, how do you see reality TV now? What do you think about the reality reckoning? I actually, like you said, I think it's necessary and I think it's a great thing that's happening to be honest. I don't know the the reasons where it all came from, but I think the big picture is necessary and good because like I said, these people are getting manipulated into becoming not real humans. And especially with reality TV, I feel like those stars, they don't have the respect of a different type of celebrity um, as far as like their personal lives and everything is, you signed up for this and you wanted, you know, and it's like, that's not necessarily how it should be. Um, I'm not going to lie, but I've reached out to both of those lawyer um, offices about it because I, I signed a six page contract once upon a time with them. And so I feel like I was used and abused um, by the network as well when it comes to like, why didn't I even know this was happening about me until the day before every single human in America was able to see it, you know? So they didn't give me that clarity. And honestly, I'm seeing... I'm slowly getting back into the reality TV world after being on the show. I just like completely got turned off by even watching it because I felt like it was dark and heavy for everything. And I kind of could see like what was happening, happening in the behind the scenes to get things to that point. Um, I just <clears throat> don't, I think they're very calculated when it comes to the big, shark tank over there at nbc because i think it's so interesting that they after this whole thing about that bethany started then they show on below deck them like saving this girl from getting you know sexually assaulted which great i'm really glad somebody did it but i think it's so calculated that they showed that that same month very it's all it's almost like so they can use in the future no look we do stop things from happening look we we helped her look we're always around and like ready to stop madness right. no you're not i feel like right now was very calculated not saying that they would have let it happen but they would not have shown that i don't think on the show if yeah. this wasn't going on yeah, I wonder how many things they decide to not show and how many things they decide to show because this is not the first time that we've seen something like this on Below Deck specifically. So I don't know. It's Do you think it, it lies in the responsibility of the production team or the network? Because there's a difference, right? I mean, who, whoever's... Right. Like I think that somebody in the network at least there's one person that is in charge of making sure they're aware of everything that's going on within the production there's no way it's just like here's our cd of the season just put it in and play it you know i don't think that's necessarily well, that's what how i want to know i'm dying to know i feel like these are the details that's like the these are the dark corners of media that like bethany said we need to shine light on the rot 
so that we can understand better where these things are slipping through, how people are getting abused or taken advantage of, because those things have never been really public information. Like how are all, right. all the things, all the pieces put together to make it what it is. And I'd like to understand better so that there could be a set of guidelines and we can say like, Hey, when I watch reality TV, when I watch Bravo, I know that if there's anyone on these shows who assaults another cast member, then they're automatically fired. There's oh. a zero tolerance or not just assault, but like any kind of abuse or even like hate speech or racial slurs, like things like that. Like there should be some kind of guideline in my okay. opinion, where we say this is not part of our brand and this is not what we want to put out there. And maybe it is part of Bravo's brand to put out this ugly, you know, controversial, scandalous stuff. That's fine. But don't pretend like that's not the case is I guess. right right they're playing two sides and it's like i don't know yeah i don't know the how it works but i cannot imagine that they don't have a lot of say on a lot of things yeah you know because after all it represents their network yeah it does so but that's where people are fighting now with social media like you just these media companies, don't forget, started way back decades ago when there was no social media. So whatever processes they've built into place over the years, there may yeah. be holes in those those processes now because now you have a whole group of people who are watching very intently. They're rewinding, they're taking notes. They got their magnifying right. glasses out. And I don't know if these media companies, I mean, I think I'm sure they know and are aware that they're being more exposed than what they used to be, you know, before social media. But instead of mm -hmm. trying to, you know, like put that mask on, just be more transparent with us so that we can all play along together. You know, like, right. let me decide right. if I want to, you know, like engage or not based on your guidelines and whether you're right. have good intentions or bad intentions. Like, even if it's bad intentions, I may still engage, but my behavior is going to change. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm looking for, you know, growth and whatever from these characters. Instead, I'd be like, okay, who's fighting today? You know? <laughs> right, right. I just want to know what to expect. I don't want to go in to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and then find out that, like, there's a cult being run, you know? Like, that was very upsetting for me so i don't know that uh, they're they were never rich what's your perspective on that like do you think it i mean i it's kind of like gina from oc but even then i feel like it's different. well at least she she was married when she started and her husband had money i'm assuming but um yeah i don't know monica's situation and i'm i'm very curious after watching the season premiere because all i'm hearing is what it seems like from my standpoint is Monica's there because of her tattling on Jen Shaw. Like that's all I see the reason why she's there. It's not like I'm seeing, oh, does she run like a really successful business that she started from scratch? That's like, I, like I'm hoping that's the case or like what else is there to Monica to make her a full-time housewife? And I'm hoping, I'm sitting here as a viewer hoping that like, oh, they're going to show us that she's this amazing person and, you know, like, oh, look at this and what a good role model. But I don't know if that's the case based on the history of, you know, the track record that 
Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has. So I'm kind of nervous now about what this season is going to unfold. Yeah, I don't know either because like the things that they showed even on the trailer was like her saying she would sleep with Seth and John. It's like, is this what she does? Is just say crazy things that gets people riled up to react, you know? And like saying that she has all these things that Jen said about them just waiting to it's like you weren't around for that long like you never talked to Lisa like I saw Lisa say that she's that wasn't true like yeah I don't think that was true I've talked to Lisa and I was like wait that's my story like I've had conversations with Lisa for a long time you know but it's like where you're just trying to have the like jaw-dropping moments and it's that so now it's not real I don't know it just doesn't feel real and then she's like really holding on to her heritage which is like when she was around it wasn't like yeah we knew but it wasn't like flaunting and like I'm Portuguese you know like we never spoke Portuguese to each other it's like I'm Brazilian I speak fluently Portuguese I feel like for a Portuguese person they'd be like oh my gosh we speak the same language and then we'd go off on saying a couple Portuguese words that never happened but now it's like I just saw a clip and it was her at home with her family and they're all praying in Portuguese and I'm like oh great I'm glad so glad. I've never heard her speak Portuguese I've never heard her speak Portuguese oh interesting so I've heard from Portuguese people that they're not feeling represented by her. So I'm like, well, that's your people. I try not to get riled up because people keep messaging me about her and wanting to know, like, was she really an assistant? Never heard about her. Like Jen's sister called me and she's like, who's Monica? And I was <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, why is she saying she was? I've never heard or met this girl. I'm like, no. Oh my well, God. she was your sister's assistant, according to Bravo. <laughs> but and like one crazy thing is that they were telling me that the reason why she got divorced in the first place was because she slept with her brother-in-law and it's like people are like I hope she's ready for the limelight that she wants you know because I don't know these people and I'm just seeing the crazy things she's saying and that's what bothers me but then if I'm getting messages I'm like well then let's talk about it I want to thank you so much Marilo, for being with us today it's always a pleasure and I'm always wishing you the best 